So how do you know when you're on point? How do you know when you're centered? How do you know when you're spiritually aligned? How do you know when you're one with God on the path to enlightenment, so forth and so on? So for me, it's taken a long time for me to get here to what I'm about to share, but I also don't want to discourage anybody because it's already right there in front of you. So what I hope to do is share some thoughts on this um, so that you you attain this quicker, sooner than later, okay? So for some of us, it takes a lot of work. Some of us, it's quite easy. So how do you know when you're on point or on center? In your Zen state, aligned with God, just just in the zone, you know? For me, it's... It's a very, very soft and gentle feeling of peace, peacefulness. Um, I come up with the image in my mind of a big, beautiful, gorgeous, calm lake. Just beautiful, calm, not much wind, just a lake, cool breeze, mountains in the background, a couple of soft clouds, a nice sunny day, a soft lapping of water against the rocks on the shoreline. Just beautiful crystal clear water. You can see right to the bottom. You can see everything very clearly. It's just just beautiful. So think of, so first I'd say to you, you know, think of an image. Maybe close your eyes if you're able to at some point and try to imagine a space or a place that's very, very serene to you. Um, what comes to mind if you think of tranquility and serenity? For some people, it's a, it's a sunset beach. Some people, it might be, I don't know, they're just all, I've heard so many different things from different people, but whatever peacefulness, harmony, tranquility means to you, that's what comes to mind. It's kind of like that. So I know that I'm aligned when I feel that sense of peacefulness. Uh, I think one of the, one of the benefits to meditation is that it allows you to calm your mind and allows you to kind of align with the, the more spiritual aspects of who you are it allows you to uh, kind of connect to God, whatever you believe in. Like for me, I believe in God. So um, it allows me to feel that connection, that connectivity to, to source. It's another way of putting it, connecting to source. Because I don't want to talk to people that, you know, make people feel uncomfortable thinking that just because I believe in God that, you know, I don't believe in what they believe in. And even people that don't believe in anything. There are people that really don't believe in much at all. I have friends and family that feel that way. And, you know, my view is that we all view the universe from inside our own minds and inside our own heads. So we, all, we all have a different view. I, I'm just sharing my point of view here. So when I feel closest to God, I feel... I feel at peace. I feel like um, the Holy Spirit speaks to me with a very, very soft whisper, and not a little, not a literal whisper. You know, it's not like I hear voices in my head, but it's more like a thought that occurs to me—something very, very gentle inside of me that, that suggests that I might do this or suggests that I might do that. It's very, very soft, very, very delicate. Um, That—that's how I know when I am aligned with the spirit or the source or the Tao or God whatever you call it um, it's seldom violent it's seldom vicious 
in fact, to me, it's like the, the yin-yang symbol that, you know, illustrates the opposite ends or the polarity of the earth, you know, the north and south poles or a magnet itself having the, the positive and negative um, aspects to it. Everything in life always has its opposites. So to me, the opposite would be that violent feeling that you get sometimes. And, and it doesn't always have to mean violent as in, you know, a, a punch punch to the face or, you know, things like this. It could be violent as in, you know, extreme depression or extreme anxiety. You know, any kind of negative emotion that that makes you feel like you're going in the opposite direction of that peace and tranquility, right? And and it literally is like a tug of war almost. It's like a, a violent pull in one direction or a, 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 I don't want to say a violent pull in the right direction, but I guess the violent pull in the good direction, the, the, the way to peacefulness, is only violent because you're coming from such a grand extreme. Um, you know, grand extreme, you know, that's much like the practice of Tai Chi, you know, the grand ultimate extreme, basically what Tai Chi means. Um, you know, so for example, you know, you're, you're doing this beautiful movement, say cloud hand, cloud hands, and you're going from the your far left side and brushing across your body way up to the right side. There's a grand extreme movement there that begins with intention, energy going through all of your body and you're you're literally moving your whole body like you're floating in warm water. Every part of your body is involved in this, including the breath. There's a grand, long, extreme movement with an outer breath that happens with Tai Chi movements. Okay? Well, it's the same thing with the mind. So if we're going from an, an extreme anger to extreme peacefulness, it's going to feel somewhat somewhat vicious, right? Because it's just such a such a grand extreme movement, such a far, far shift. So just keeping that in mind that sometimes it may require that. Now, if you're able to tap in and you're able to experience a peaceful tranquility or tranquil thinking or a mindset, you, you, you start to see it more. It's kind of like, I don't know, the first time you experience extreme pleasure, you know, be it food or sex or anything that, that feels good, assuming it's healthy not hurting other people. It's good, good stuff, good positive stuff. You feel that, you know, you want to relive that again. You know, your brain is smart. Your brain wires itself to, to connect to those euphoric moments, just as your brain also knows the difference with negative things to be able to protect itself so that it can easily know danger. It can say, oh, this situation is going to be dangerous. These people are going to be dangerous. So keep that in mind. So when you find or uh, attain some kind of enlightened state, like a peaceful state, you'll remember that. It'll be easier to come back to. Does that make sense? Okay, so yeah, so like when you're sitting in a relaxed environment, let's say you're in nature, let's say you're, you're walking and this beautiful scenery. You have a, a brief moment of peace and tranquility, and it just feels oh so incredible. You're going to want to seek that again and again and again. Now, you can attain that without that. You can literally, that's what's great about zazen, or sitting practice, or meditation, is that you can actually sit in a comfortable position, laying down, sitting or standing, and put yourself in a mindset 
just a few short breaths away from from mindful tranquility. But you have to be willing to put yourself in that mind state. Now, back to disconnecting you to your source or to God. Well, it's important to study. It's important to, to put your intention toward whatever it is that you desire. Okay, because intention is very powerful. Intention is extremely powerful because I can intend to want to be peaceful. I can intend to want to be uh, defensive or violent, right? We can, we can intend, we can sort of turn our, tack our sails one direction or the other so that we feel a certain way. It's, it's a very, very powerful energy that most of us have and most of us don't realize we have. Um, we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. You know, we just sort of just go this way or that way. But it's like learning the magician's trick. Once you learn and understand the incredible power of your creativity or your imagination, which is led by your intention, you begin to realize that, wow, it, it's sort of like in Zen training, we talk about propensities. Okay? We have, um, you know, often people have certain propensities to, to be a certain way, to act a certain way, to feel a certain way or whatever. Um, another way of wording that is that we have tendencies or we have genetic traits, uh, you know, just certain things that we do, right? But the propensity is that, so for example, let's say somebody says something to you that, that might be uh, hurtful, mean. What is your propensity toward that? Is that going to change you dramatically? Is that going to upset you? Is it going to ruin your day? Or is it going to literally blow by you like, uh, like a cloud in the sky? You know, and, and, and it varies. It varies quite a bit with people. So your intention comes in because you may decide, you know, hmm, my intention is that I want to be the type of person that, that isn't bothered by, hindered by those types of things. Now, my natural propensity, my natural uh, uh, genetic component might be that I'm a sensitive person. I think take things personally. And there may be a number of reasons for that. You may have been hurt as a child or as an adult or whatever uh, that makes you reactive. It could be that you have a, you know hot-blooded Italian ancestry that makes you want to smack somebody across the head because your grandparents used to do it. There's a whole slew of reasons. But remember this, that you always start right where you are. It doesn't matter what place you're in. Um, you always start right where you are, right? Because that's all we ever have is this moment right here. This is, this is all we ever have is this moment right here, right now. Um, that's all there ever is. Even things that happened last week, last month, you know, 10 years ago, at that time was just a, a, a current situation. That then was a now situation. You were, you were in the moment at that time. So, that's for a whole nother talk. So there's no sense in going back and beating yourself up over the past. And there's no sense about getting anxiety about the future. All you have is right now. So you can set your intention, always set your intention toward the, the behavior or the feeling that you desire. And that includes your connectivity to spirit, to source, to God, or whatever you call it, right? You have the ability to set your intention toward it. Now, what happens for the naysayers that say, I don't care? Well, first of all, you wouldn't be listening here if you didn't care. But let's say there are people that don't care and say, well, I don't even really think about it. I just kind of do whatever. Well, 
that's interesting because what happens then is that you're literally like a, a leaf blowing in the wind. There's a lot of chance there because the wind will blow this way or that, and the, the weight of the leaf um, is, is all going to affect where that leaf, you know, where that leaf falls. You know, you're going to have uh, a, a wind that blows differently behind this set of trees and that set of trees, so forth and so on. You could you could imagine that. You could picture the leaf blowing one way or another. Well, it's the same thing with people that just kind of float around in the wind. They just go about their life and kind of like, I, I go this direction and I see what happens. And you might say, well, I get angry because that's who I am. That's, that's how I was created. That's my natural thing. You know, it's my natural way. Well... Okay, that may be true. There may again, there may be biological differences that make you act a certain way. But the point here is that you have the power inside of you to intend one way or another. When we're children, we are taught by teachers, parents, spiritual practitioners, so forth and so on, right? We're we're taught by them, we're guided by them because that's what we are. We're human beings. We we have that ability to be taught and guided. We learn new skills, new abilities, and that kind of stuff. Well, we have that ability within ourselves. So even though, for example, somebody, let's say you want to learn, like when I was a kid and I wanted to learn the martial arts, I wanted to learn judo. I go to judo class because I wanted to learn to take judo. Uh, my parents supported it. They bring me to judo. I go to judo practice regularly, and I learn new skills, and I learn the art of judo. Okay? And... I am intending myself to go learn judo because that's something that I want to do. There's something inside of me that wants to do that. I am intending on going to learn judo, and then I intend on learning each move, so forth and so on. That's intention. And the point is, is that I didn't really know that's what it was. I just went ahead and did it. Now, when I was young, I might have done things like one time when I was a child, I, I stole a, a school eraser from, I think it was second grade. Um, an eraser from the chalkboard. Now, again, that's an intention, right? I intended on taking that eraser because I wanted that to be mine. Now, that's the point. I didn't know. I wasn't aware of this power. And awareness is the key word here, too. Right? You have an awareness of your intentional power. And once you are aware of that intentional power, you can now choose to intend yourself that way. And that's the same now. It's the same now with you, right here, right now. You can intend on being a more spiritual person. You can choose to be a less spiritual person. You can choose to be a grumpy person. You can choose to be a kind, nice person. You can choose to, to be just about anything. And all that is is a choice and an intention to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Now, my intention is to connect with Source, connect with God as much as I can because I believe we were all created a certain way with certain abilities and it's important that we follow um so there are many ways you can say this you know follow the Tao, follow the spirit follow source or follow god there's a number of ways you can say it it's kind of like in nature you have the trees the birds the bees so forth and so on nature knows what it needs to do nature always knows what it needs to do and it does what it does it's, it's just it knows the way we have the capability to connect with that same thing and that's what I'm trying to get at here is that we have the ability to um, as my 
friend and pastor at our church talk. Actually, you taught that this morning. We were talking about this. We, were, we, had, a men's, we had a group meeting today. We were talking. And, and um, what I said was that what I try to do is I, were, I use the word allow, and I allow myself to connect to God. I just allow it to happen. And when I allow it to happen, I can see much more beautiful things. And he challenged a, a little harsher word, which is sort of succumbing to the power or submitting to the power of God or the Tao or whatever you believe in. And what's interesting about that, what I really like about that choice word is submit, is that you are, you are instead of um, allowing, as I was talking this morning, um, it sort of has an egotistical component to it. I'm going to allow. You know, there's a sense of I where submitting is literally like putting your hands up and submitting, giving up, giving into, literally just sort of falling into and trusting that there's something else at play here. And you're trusting that there's a, a, a greater source, a greater spirit, uh, something that is going to compel you in the right direction. So um, I'm going to start thinking about that instead of allowing, which it kind of is, but it's really submitting. It's submitting to the power of God, submitting to the power of the spirit, submitting to the power of the source, the one who knows, as we talk about in the Zen community, the one who knows, the part of you that knows. Um, you know what to do. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Um, and although you learn a lot more as you're older, and you should know a lot more when you're older, that's not always true, right? Because there are a lot of adults that do real bad things. Um, so, you know, when you're a child, if you're awakened enough and aware enough, and mindful enough, and you're trained enough, you, know, you could certainly have the same ability power of mindfulness and awareness that you can intend yourself to be a certain way. So again, basically that's that's what it comes down to is is um, giving giving into the reality that there's something else at play here. And by doing that, that's what I've been doing over the years, is trusting in that process, trusting in that. So again, one of the wonderful parts of meditation and Tai Chi practice for me is, is basically that's meditation and movement. Um, so it's kind of the same thing. Um, although that's a whole other story. I don't want to get too off track on that one. But it allows me to be in spirit or inspired, right? Kind of, a, kind of all, all the same there. Inspire or in spirit and inspired, kind of the same thing to me. Um, is again, allowing you to relax and trust in the process. Trust in the fact that you are going to be guided and whispered to through your mind. You're going to be guided on what's the right thing to do. What's the right thing to say? I'll give you an example. So let's say I get into a, a family argument, and um, I tend to um, I tend to get triggered, which which it's important to figure out what propensities you have. You're aware of them, so you can watch it and, and see why you're reacting the way you're reacting, and how you're reacting, so you can make better choices. So it's important to do that. But let's say I, I, I lose track, I get off track a little bit, and I say a few things that, that aren't, aren't so kind, okay? We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And, and, you know, as long as you recognize it and try to 
make good on it and try to improve yourself in the future, then, then it's better for everybody, right? So once, once I do that, and it happened recently, I started saying some things and I realized later, I was like, wow, I've been sort of yucky in the belly about this. Something's been bugging me about it. And that's because I wasn't listening to my deeper self, my spirit. I wasn't listening to it. Sometimes we, we, we don't hear the whispers because we're so caught up in, in all the other minutia of life and all, all of the, the frustrations and complexities of life. We don't hear the whispers. Again, think of being a, a, in a meditative state where you're able to relax and, and be quiet enough and still enough that you can actually hear the, the Holy Spirit or the, the inner voice uh, that's trying to whisper to you, to sort of communicate to you. You're not listening to that because you're too, too wound up. So if you can calm yourself down and connect with that, you're going to hear a lot more. So I guess that would be the bottom line here for me working with you is to, to sort of tell you that you need to always go back to your center. Kind of think of your center core as being like this beautiful little candle, that uh, beautiful bright candlelight that is well protected but has lots of space and doesn't flicker, right? So as soon as, as, soon as you get a gentle flicker, you know that you're getting off track. You can you can figure it out quicker and sooner so that you can get yourself back on a calm, clear-minded path so that you can hear or feel. It's not, Actually, maybe it's not like hearing. It's more like sensing. You're sensing what the right thing to do is. You're sensing that. You just sort of feel connected to it. It's like, uh, again, the beginning here, I said it's a very, very peaceful relaxing, peaceful feeling, um, almost to the point that you, it's almost like you're asleep right before you go to sleep, that light, peaceful feeling. That's what it feels like. So calm yourself down, relax yourself enough so that you can hear, sense, feel those very delicate movements of the spirit and listen to them regularly and, and you can't go wrong. There might be times when you, you feel a, a, a vicious uh, or a stronger slap, you know, and sometimes we need that. You know, sometimes I think the spirit speaks to us in, in a little bit more, uh, a little stronger breeze, I'll say, you know, sometimes. But again, I think it's because we're going from such a far extreme to come back to the peaceful calm center that it feels like the spirit's whacking us across the head. But, but, but God never does that type of thing. The spirit, uh, the source, it doesn't do that type of thing. We were all created from, from uh, even even our energy before we were cells, the energy that put our cells together, together this, the energy that made our chromosomes and DNA work the way it works, even now uh, is doing that. That's all beautiful and miraculous. And um, that all happens very, very delicately, right? You can barely, I mean, there are the, the best devices in the world that can barely, barely pick up the frequencies of this amount of energy. It's so very small and so very delicate that you have to remember that. This isn't, you know, nuclear science. This isn't a nuclear bomb. But yet the, the power of your intention, the power of your ability to, to intend yourself or the power of the 
spirit that's inside of you, the energy that makes all things go. It's very, very powerful. But again, it's very, very gentle. So just try to remember that. Try to try to focus on being calm, being relaxed, putting yourself in a gentle state of mind so that you can connect with the deeper spirit or the part of you that is just the truest of true. You know, connect yourself with the spirit, with the God, the source, or whatever you call it, by being quiet. Be very, very quiet. Listen very, very carefully to the whispers you hear. Because you will hear them. 